Hello everyone, welcome to Richfield Tiger Talk. I'm your host, Dr. D. Santis, and we got a great show for you today. We welcome back probably the person who's been on the podcast the most is Director of Athletics for Richfield High School, Dane Street. How are you, Dane? I'm doing great, Wes. Thanks for having me back again. I'm happy to own that title if it's a real thing of, I, of most times on the podcast. I, I, I want you to look into the data on that. I, I think I think you might hold it. I have to get you like a collector's pen or something that says that. You know, <laughs> perfect. I would wear a T-shirt, but nobody can see us anyway. So yes, that's true. That's true. Maybe we'll put a a, a picture of it on the the weekly thing that goes out every Friday. Sounds uh, good. Um, but yeah, we do these podcasts every once in a while. The sports update, and uh, we always talk about the stuff that's just happened, the stuff that's up and coming. We usually do these a few times a year. So this is our end of winter, beginning of spring update. And uh, we usually do one more before the end of the school year. So look out for that one around the end of May-ish, early June, where we talk about the end of the year stuff and over the summers and other cool projects we'll be working on. But um, yeah, and as everyone knows, I am the, uh, uh, I would say, not so knowledgeable in sports. So Dane, you've been my shepherd and it brought me along. I've learned a lot. We're working on it. We're trying to get you up to speed, little by little. Yes, and and it was funny because I I don't whenever this podcast airs, I people are doing March Madness brackets, and I did one. I have no idea. All all I did is I picked UConn because I'm like oh, that's a school I recognize. Well, so, that turns out to be very prophetic this year. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know when this podcast, I might be correct or wrong, but it was just funny because it's like, oh, that's the Husky school. I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're definitely nearby and, and yeah. a, a fan favorite for probably most people who are listening to the podcast. So exactly. We'll see how they fare this coming weekend. Um, all right. So uh, I think the, the best place to start, start off the podcast is the uh, winter sports recap. A lot happened this past winter season. Yeah, it was a great winter season overall. You know, I, I, I feel like I get on and I always start the same way, you know, a, a quick hit on all of our different teams. And um, and I always say that it was a great season, but it, it always is. It seems like there's yeah. always stuff to celebrate. And uh, whether it's, you know, whether it's teams that are, are winning championships or going really far in the playoffs or or even for some of our teams, just just providing good experiences for our kids in those programs. You know, um, I talk about athletics a lot and and. I really feel like what we do in athletics is an extension of the classroom. And so for so many kids, Absolutely. it's such an important part of, of their day to day. And it's, it's why they come to school. And so, you know, I think first and foremost, um, it's worth mentioning, you know, we were pushing 400 student athletes again this winter. Um, so, wow. you know, it, it, it is something that is really important to a lot of kids here at the high school. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as, as the season itself was concerned, um, some really good seasons across the board. Uh, we had two new coaches this year for the two new head coaches in the winter. Our girls ice hockey team had a new coach in Pete Buffundo. Um, and so they got off to a really hot start and then it didn't stay so hot as they yeah. worked for the season. But, uh, you know, all the feedback from the girls was that they really enjoyed their season and, and they were competitive That's in a awesome. ton of games, lost a lot of really close games, one goal games, overtime losses, you know, stuff like that. But um, but they competed really well all season. Um, and, you know, looking forward to, to seeing what they can do next year. Um, have we our, always uh, run a full girls high us, uh, girls ice hockey team? 
I'm sorry? Have we always run a full girls ice yeah. hockey team? Yeah, it's in fact nice. uh, girls ice hockey. So I'll take off my RHS uh, athletic director hat and I'll put on my uh, chairperson hat. I actually chair girls ice hockey for the state of Connecticut. Oh. Um, and one of the the interesting things about girls ice hockey is it's it's one of the sports. We've got a handful of sports that are not governed by the CIAC and it's one of them. Okay. Um, but girls ice hockey started in the... Uh, actually, all the way back in, I want to say it was the early 90s, uh, Simsbury started the first girls ice hockey program. And then... Oh, yeah, those are the bells. We, we film live in real school, people. <laughs> it seems like we can never avoid that bell, yep. no matter how hard we try. Yeah. Uh, there but, might yeah, be another Rich... one in five minutes, audience, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ridgefield, uh, Ridgefield was one of the early uh, schools to get on board with girls ice hockey. So we've had it for a long, long time. Um, the last handful of years, actually, since I've been here, we've, we've co-opted. And not really out of necessity, but um, we were approached by Danbury, who's a, a nearby school, fellow FCAC member. Uh, they had some girls who were looking to play, and um, you know we we were able to provide an opportunity for them. So we've been we've been a co-op with them for uh, this was our seventh season, and along the way, the last couple of seasons, we actually um, were approached by Immaculate High School as well. Um, oh, wow. And again, it, we have enough numbers to support it on our own. But one of the things, again, with my with my state chairperson hat on is we're trying to grow that sport. And so when there are kids at um, at schools that are looking for a place to play, we try to, you know, try to do what we can to help them find a place to play at the high school level. So, you know, we have been a co-op with Danbury and Immaculate. Um, our one player from Immaculate, Maddie Moreau, was a senior this year. So she's graduating. That's so I don't great. know if it'll continue with Immaculate, but uh, but it was it was nice uh, to have her a part of the program. And and again, I think uh, that's a program that that under under new head coach is has got some good energy and is headed in the right direction going into next year. That's so cool. So cool. Yeah, our other our other new head coach in the winter was Joe Regan, who took over our wrestling program. Um, a lot of people may remember Gary Tiger, who whose name became synonymous with with RHS wrestling for those in that uh, community. Uh, Gary unfortunately passed away last year, and so um, yeah. we had a, a coach for one year last year, Chris Bray, and then uh, he stepped aside for different reasons. And so we were fortunate to get Joe in this year and did a great job with our wrestling team. Um, you know, they they always compete at a really high level, um, and he has uh, really brought some good energy and and has a, that program headed in the right direction as well. They had a, a nice strong showing at, at all three of the end of season meets, the FCAC meet. Um, the, the class double L meet and the state open. And we actually had two kids, Victor Petkov and Don Barella qualified for the new England championship. So, um, a nice, uh, nice season for them as well. Ooh. So, and so, and we have other things going on too. Like, uh, I know this is a lot of stuff with indoor track and skiing. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, well, I'll, I'll keep running down the list here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah our, our indoor track, a couple of highlights from that, those programs. Um, Lucas Williams was, was a definite highlight this year. He set a school record, uh, cleared 15 feet in the pole vault. Um, oh, wow. Set a, a CIAC class double L meet record. So in, in the long history of the CIAC class meets, uh, that's the highest uh, that anyone has ever pole vaulted at the double L meet. So uh, really an accomplishment there. And he's, um, he's extremely driven, does a lot of stuff on his, on his own and, um, you know, has the opportunity track is one of those sports where kids can compete in, um, invitationals and things like yeah. that, not necessarily as part of the team, uh, but during the season. And so he, you know, he's done a great job of finding, 
um, those individual um, opportunities to compete. And we expect uh, expect that he's going to be a, a top contender in the pole vault in the spring season as well. Um, some of our, our distance runners, Stephen Hergenrother, uh, ran a 408 in the in the mile indoor, which is the second best time in state history. What? Uh, yeah, and he was dealing with some injuries and illnesses for part of the season, so he came back at the end really strong, and and that time is incredible. Um, and that comes on the heels. He was actually named since the last time we had our podcast. He was named as the uh, Gatorade State Athlete of the Year for cross country. Whoa. So. Really high praise for Steven and what he's been doing. And, and um, you know, again, looking forward to, to what he can do during the rest of the, uh, the, the, the year here in the outdoor season getting underway right now. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a sprint medley relay, Kieran Boyle, Will Diana, Ethan Walls, and Steven Hergenrother. They were our state open champions. Um, unfortunately, it's one of the two events, the, the ones where we did the best, the SMR and the pole vault, are actually not contested at the New England level, and so you know for them it was kind of like they they won the state open, but um, but that was it. That was the end of the season when it came to the SMR. So um, <laughs> so the, a couple of them changed their their focus, and uh, we had a, a distance medley relay of Liam Edson, Isaac Graber, Ethan Walls, and Stephen Hergenrother. They actually went to a national competition and placed third. Uh, they Ooh. ran the fourth best time in the history of Connecticut. So. Uh, definitely some some highlights from the indoor track program this winter um, and looking forward to the spring. Uh, one other note from indoor track, Georgia Keller was um, on top of being one of our top finishers in the in the cross country season. She finished sixth Ooh. in the indoor mile at the state open. And Georgia is actually going to be one of our CIAC scholar athletes uh, this year. Each season um, we get to choose two scholar athletes, uh, one male, one female from the school. And uh, Georgia is, has been you know, cross country, indoor, outdoor, three sports, um, and will be recognized at a banquet in May as one of our two scholar athletes. Our other scholar athlete is is Justin Keller, who is also a three sport athlete for us. Uh, most of our listeners probably <laughs> recognize the name as, as being a, the, a football quarterback, but he also is a, an important member of our varsity boys basketball team and, uh, and our baseball team. And he's going to play football at Tufts next year. So oh, congratulations. Uh, all those uh, tremendous accomplishments yeah. uh, in their sports, both of them, both Georgia and Justin, are, are crushing it in the classroom, too. And so, um, you know, it, it certainly made made them uh, stand out when we started looking at, at who is going to be our scholar athletes for this year. So kudos to both of them. Yeah. Um, the last couple of sports I'll mention for the winter, the ski team uh, was had another tremendous season, especially on the girls' side. Uh, they were second during the regular season in terms of state competition. Oh, wow. And um, at the state open, they actually had, and this is unprecedented, they were named co-champs. So there were six skiers racing multiple runs, and they the total combined time was a perfect tie with the Fairfield team down Whoa. hundredths of a second. So what? It, it's incredible <laughs> that it ended up in, as co-champs. But um, so that that's never happened before, probably never will happen again. Um, but it goes in the record books as, as certainly a, a fascinating turn of events and, and for us a state championship. So congratulations to the girls team. Um, we had a record number of skiers that were named as all state skiers this year. Um, we had a handful of honorable mentions on the boys' side. Brody Apinas was an honorable mention. On the girls' side, Sophia and Aveline Pompasello got honorable mention honors. And then um, recognized as all-state skiers were Sonia Galgren, Hadley, 
Hadley Drever and Hayden Drever. So um, a great season for the ski team. Now, uh, now uh, the reason why we had to postpone this podcast is because the basketball team was doing stuff. Yes. And, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about basketball now. <laughs> yeah, it's always tough to plan this podcast because – the end yeah. of the, the end of each season, you're you're kind of dealing with the day to day of if a team wins, they move on, and then your whole schedule for the day changes. And so, I believe we were supposed to we were uh, scheduled to do this podcast the day of of one of their games. And um, for the boys basketball team, it was another step forward. Uh, they actually qualified and and made it. Uh, well, they qualified for the the Division One tournament the day the season started because <laughs> Division One uh, everybody makes the tournament. But yeah. um, that's not to say that they're certainly not deserving. Um, yeah. But they they actually had a nice uh, run in the state tournament this year. Uh, won two games and and made it all the way to the state semifinals before they ran into the eventual state champs. Um, and came up short in the state semifinals. But it was a, another strong year for the boys' basketball team. And, uh, you know, they continue to, uh, to move in the right direction. And, and a, a lot of people will look at it and say, well, we were the public school champs because uh, the two teams that met in the state finals were, were um, East Catholic and Northwest Catholic. So a lot of people kind of look at those as not quite playing on the same, by the same rules. But, uh, you know, it, it Putting all that aside, again, a great year for them, and and our coaches continue to do a great job with that program. That's awesome. And then wrapping things up in terms yep. of the recap is is the swim team. They're always uh, the last ones competing because they're always doing so well that uh, you know typically it's once all the other sports wrap up, we have a, a chance to turn our attention to them because their last couple of events happen after everybody else is done um, in oh, in yes. the typical year. But this year, our our boys team. You know, in the fall, you may recall our girls team uh, set all sorts of marks this year. They were undefeated. They were FCAC champs, uh, class double L champs, state open champs. And the boys came right on the heels of that and had a tremendous season as well. Uh, they were our, the second best team in the state. The, the downside is they were second best team to one other team who's not only in our state class and our league, but also in our division. Uh, so the boys were second in our division. They were second in the FCAC. They were second uh, in the double L and second in the state open, finishing behind Greenwich every time. But, uh, um, darn. but you know, it, it's certainly not to take anything away from them. They had a, they had a great year. And, um, you know, and, and in talking with our coaches there, I know that the, the future is bright for that program as well. Uh, just a couple of quick individual highlights for ski, or I'm sorry, for the swim team. Um, as I mentioned, as a team, they did tremendously well. Uh, Jack Clancy was a, a double champ at the States and State Opens, winning both the 200 and 500 freestyle. Um, he's an all-state athlete, and he's actually, his times give him All-American consideration. So a uh, great season for Jack. Uh, Matthew Weiner won the 200 free and the 100 fly. Um, and is going to be, or, or is all state in those two events. Oh, wow. And then our, our 400 free relay, just, I, I think they, they set our own school record three times during the course of the year. So um, that's Sean Sheesh. Lee, Max Wolfenden, uh, Matt Weiner, and Jack Clancy. They finished second at the double L's and second at the state open. And wow. as I mentioned, they, <clears throat> their last one was a school record and, uh, and also gives them automatic all American status. So you know, just a lot to celebrate and a lot of um, great accomplishments for our teams this year. I just can't get over how many amazing students we have. Like it, it it's, really it's, is. 
it, I mean, I'm surrounded by them all the time, and yet I yeah. still have to step back and just say, wow, you know, the amount of things that they accomplish. And, you know, I could do an hour-long podcast for all the kids who yeah. who get all FCAC honors and all state yeah. honors. And, you know, it, it, there's always just so much to celebrate. It's hard to uh, to constantly be getting all the information out there. So for those people interested in that level of detail, check out our website. You know, exactly. Yeah. Website. You see all the different Richfield athletes that are getting kudos, uh, not just from um, within our league, but at the all state level. So it really is. Um, it's it's wonderful to be a part of uh, of such an accomplished um, department here at the high school. So. Um... Well, that was an amazing winter recap. As always, just jam-packed. I don't know how you do it, Dane. Um, you're running around around the clock with with all of these amazing students doing, just achieving uh, um, uh, so many great accolades in ath athletics. Um, well, thanks. but And, and yeah. I always deflect that right to our coaches and our kids. Yes. You know, I think we are truly blessed in Ridgefield. We've got great coaches across the board, you know, that really care about our athletes and um, you know, and, and it, it seems like I jump on here and we always talk about winning, but yeah. as I talk about with coaches, like they just do things the right way, yes. you do things the right way and you work hard and kids want to be there and they want to show up for practice every yeah. day. Falls in winning the place. takes care of itself. You yeah. know, it really does. And, and I, I really mean that. And I, I give credit to, to all of our coaches who work so hard, um, every day, not just during the season, but it, it, when they're out of season too, it's, um, you know, they really care about our programs and about our kids. So it's uh, it's great to work with such dedicated professionals. So speaking of seasons, we have the spring season upon us. And soon we're going to be, believe it or not, it's the end of March. And we'll be going on into April, May, June, summertime, all that good stuff. Uh, what are some of the things coming up, uh, coming down the pipe? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the spring season. Um, this is one of the first seasons in a while where we haven't had a new head coach. And the, the reason why I mentioned that is because we've got a ton of veteran coaches now uh, with our spring programs. And, you know, they're really poised to have uh, tremendous seasons. Um, yeah. I, I feel like a broken record saying, saying this all the time, but it really is true. I mean, when we look at, at some of the talent that we have within our programs um, and, and you know, some of the things that, that we expect to accomplish this spring, I'm really by the time we, we revisit in June, I think I'll have a laundry list of similar to the one I just gave you of success <laughs> from uh, from the spring season. But um, yeah, there's definitely some exciting stuff going on. There's a few changes that people might not notice on the surface. So uh, a couple of things for people to keep an eye on are boys and girls lacrosse programs this year. Um, there's a change in the way that they schedule. So in the past within our league, um, we, we played a lot more of a lot more of our schedule within the FCAC alone. And so sometimes that led to lopsided games where, you know, our programs, which tend to be very strong are playing against teams that aren't that strong. And so, yeah. you know, it, it leads to like some, some interesting dynamics. And, um, but this year there's a scheduling change. And so basically day in and day out, both our boys and girls programs are going to be playing really strong competition. So, you know, if you're a fan and you're looking at just the records and you see maybe they're the win loss record doesn't look the way that it always has. That's OK, because we're playing against really strong teams and, and it's going to prepare us for the postseason. Um, I, I firmly believe that we've got a lot of matchups with out of state schools. Um, you know, it's not uncommon in lacrosse, but we do have a more than we have uh, against some different schools in New York. Um, and so looking forward to, to seeing how our boys and girls programs do 
uh, this coming spring season. And then certainly our outdoor track teams, you know, we talked about all the all the accomplishments of the, the indoor season. And so looking forward to seeing a lot of those same kids uh, taking advantage of uh, some some hopefully nice weather in the spring. Yes. And up some <laughs> performances. Um, it's probably worth mentioning, too, uh, as it for those of you who haven't followed sports, our, our boys rugby team was approved as a as a varsity program. Yes. So, yes. so that's a little, you know, it doesn't really change much in the day to day. Um, but that team will officially play their first varsity game uh, this coming Saturday. So uh, looking oh, wow. forward to, to seeing them get going. And, and for those who maybe missed it at, at one of our recent board meetings, we've also started girls rugby as a club sport. Yeah. And so those are some of the new things for this spring that uh that we're looking to get off the ground and and give kids an opportunity to uh to experience that that um sport as well i felt that whole actually when we started this podcast we kind of followed that whole trajectory of the rugby of like being a few people interested to being a club to being a club sport and then becoming like a full-fledged just really really cool yeah so it's just great. nice to see that come to like a conclusion yeah and it, it is uh, it's really nice that we have a process for that. You know, yeah. I, I spent some time at an athletic director's conference last week and people are talking about how they manage that and what it looks like when there's interest in starting a sport. And so, you know, I give credit to my predecessor, Carl Charles and the administration mm -hmm. back when he was here to develop that club sport process so that there is a way to go about it, you know, and, and if there are if there's interest in a sport and there's enough interest that we can prove that it, it deserves a shot. It starts as the club sport and then you see where it goes. And for the ones that that progress through, you know, it is nice to see that come full circle and have the uh, have the boys rugby program um, achieve that varsity status. So pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, as always, we're always all gas, no breaks here in Ridgefield doing all sorts of cool <laughs> projects. Um, there's some possible projects that you're looking into uh, probably end of year, summertime type stuff. What are some of the things? we're looking into and, and yeah, we might have I, some other announcements in the may june podcast but yeah now, we'll what, what can you tell us we'll see which one of them's you know which projects take some steps but just a couple of things that that have been conversation points for a while um one of them is with tiger hollow inc uh for those who aren't familiar tiger hollow inc is a nonprofit organization that was formed way back in um the late 90s and was uh, did did all the fundraising for the initial uh, revamping of Tiger Hollow. You know, the Tiger Hollow that we know today is it's not by chance. And, you know, it, it certainly wasn't yeah. through the traditional budgeting process. It was a, a group of dedicated individuals who who had a, a vision of what they wanted it to be and, and did some massive fundraising and and put Tiger Hollow in place. Well, Tiger Hollow Inc. still exists. They've been around. They've done a number of projects over the years from installing a second turf field to bleachers to lights to the jumbotrons. You know, they're constantly um, working to raise funds and, and make donations to um, to support all of our athletes. And so one of the things that's on on our radar with Tiger Hollow is uh, a walk of fame and a potential pavilion area down at Tiger Hollow. You know, one of the things that um, that we see is that oftentimes whether it's teams wanting to do pasta parties or, or even youth teams that come over for a game, there's no place for them to really go uh, before or after the game to, to just be with their team and, and those sorts of things. And so um, in talking it through with Tiger Hollow Inc., 
you know, we've, we've kind of come up with a plan or, a, a you know, a plan in the making, I would say, of, of how to kill two birds with one stone and, and, you know, create a walk of fame as well as a pavilion area that, that will help us with some ADA compliance and, and helping out our um, community members who have, who have access challenges uh, to be able to get to all of our fields a little bit more easily. Um, and at the same time, celebrate the history of Richfield High School and some of our amazing athletes and teams who have come through here. So that's one thing that's in the works through Tiger Hollow Inc. And then the second one that I'd throw out there is, again, coming on the heels of two tremendously strong swim seasons, um, is the idea of a potentially yeah. a, a new pool somewhere. Um, you know, they swim out of the Barlow Pool, which is is aging. Um, I've been in touch with yeah. some of the folks at the Richfield Aquatics Club about uh, the possibility of building a pool somewhere. And so, you know, I, I, I affectionately refer to it as my Mercedes plan, you know, sort of yeah. long term. Uh, this yeah. would be great if we could do this, right? And But we have had a couple of conversations about it, uh, the idea of a pool and an indoor track facility yeah. um, here at the high school. You know, it, it would be a, a certainly a... Um, a destination for all sorts of different events and, and, you know, would bring a lot of teams and a lot of, I think a lot of business into our town and, and certainly would be a, a huge, um, you know, a huge benefit to our athletics program. So those are some of the longer term things that, you know, right now it's more just conversational and yep. planting the seed and trying to see yep. if there's interest in these types of things. But, um, you know, that's the that's the way things work, especially in this community is getting getting the people who are interested and passionate and want to support it. Um, so if there's anybody listening who those yeah. ideas are, yeah. are intriguing to you, give me a call here at the high school. I'd love to Absolutely. talk to you. Um, but yeah, those are, you know, always thinking about not just how things are going right now and how do we maintain uh, what we are doing and all that we're offering for our, our kids here at the high school. But, you know, what comes next? You know, I think yeah. always keeping an eye on on you know, what's coming down the pike and how can we do things bigger, better and, and provide more opportunities for our kids. So uh, those are just some of the things that are conversation points right now that uh, we'll see. Maybe by the time we get together in June, we've got a little bit of a clearer picture on some of those. And I think, you know, we're, we're working on improving our, our media connections to the, you know, we'll talk about that at a later day. Uh, I think, uh, Dane, that the best thing that we, we have here is a vision. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is to always be progressively getting better, looking at how we can improve and and serve our students in the best way. And, and not only our students, our community. Right. Is, I, I you know, I've been meeting a lot with town stuff. It's budget season, all the typical stuff. But it, these are community buildings at the end of the day. Uh, it, it's funny because we're always looking for times to maybe do work on the buildings, but they're booked solid. Yeah. You know, it's not just the high school, elementary schools, middle school. I mean, there's just the the community uses these buildings, and it's one of those things where you, you it, these you know uh, building something new isn't locked in a silo just for one thing. It can it's used for so many other opportunities with the community. So that's always something I try to let people know about. Is it's absolutely, and I would say that in all of my experiences at the high school level, that is pretty unique to to Ridgefield. You know, the, it, there are lots of places that if you go to a high school athletics facility and it's not being used for a high school event, it is under lock and key and you're not getting in there. You know, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> this is almost the exact opposite. I mean, you know, we, we talked about Tiger Hollow Inc and, and their, their go-to phrase way back when they started was by the community and for the community. 
And that is absolutely yeah. how this place runs and operates is if it's not being used by a high school program, then it's being used by a youth program or it's being rented out by some group who wants to come in and hold an event here. And, you know, so there's always um, they're always being used. And, and so that's why when you when you think about those ideas, whether it's the Walk of Fame idea or, or the Mercedes plan of a pool and an indoor track, I mean, those are things that, you know, if they were if they were built and if they were managed the right way. Uh, become huge benefits, not just for the high school athletics program, although they certainly would benefit us a great deal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but they would benefit the, the community at large. And, and I think yeah. even people that, um, you know, even the people that, that aren't directly involved would, would reap the benefit of that. I mean, you think about people uh, potentially coming here for a big track meet, you know, they're going to go yeah. through town, they're going to stop at a, at a restaurant and grab dinner and, you know, all those types of things um, that, that could be a benefit um, to, to lots of different aspects of Ridgefield. So, you know, definitely something that is on my, my long-term vision and, and we'll see if we can make it happen. Oh, that's so cool. Is, is there uh, I think we covered everything, right? I think that's, that's the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. I think, you know, <laughs> our little checklist here of items yep. that we wanted to hit, I think we've hit them all, but uh, you know, there's always something happening in athletics. So uh, we'll, we'll keep adding to the list. And by the time we get a couple months more down the road, I'm sure we can, I, I get to come back on again and add another tally to my, my record of how many times I've been exactly, on. Exactly. We got to get you a shirt or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, always great to, to be on and, and just share some of yeah. the information about what's going on. And, you know, a little selfless plug is if, if you're on Twitter and you, you want to follow a little bit more closely as to what's happening in athletics, um, I'm at RHSAD. Uh, I believe that's what I am, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's all on the website. So if you go to the, the high school website and go to the athletics page, everything's there. There you go. That's there you way. go. And, and I, I'm wrong. It's at Ridgefield AD. That's what it is. There at we go. Ridgefield okay. Um, I, I don't say it that often, but uh, yeah, yeah, at Ridgefield AD. But yeah, our athletics website has tons of information. All of our different sports have their own pages now. So we're really trying to improve, um, you know, getting information out there about what's happening with our with everything here at the high school. So, um, and, and I also put a link to that website in the show description. So if you're listening to this and curious, just scroll down and click the link. So awesome. look at that. The, the wonders of technology. Gotta the love one, it. One and what else is wonderful are our wonderful audience. Of course. Uh, so if you're listening to this, uh, I already got you. So I want everyone in town to listen to Ritual Tiger Talk. Just tell them to get their favorite podcasting app, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we're on Podverse. We're on everything. If, it, if it's a podcast thing, we are on it. Just search Ridgefield, boom, Tiger Talk's the first one that pops up because we're the number one podcast in Ridgefield. Probably the only one, but the number one. Uh, subscribe to it and just enjoy all of the RPS uh, awesome information that you get from this podcast. Uh, Dane, thank you so much for working so hard with your amazing coaches and students and vision uh, to bring, I would say, world-class experiences to our students. Thank you. Uh, and uh, this is Dr. D wishing everyone a great weekend. Signing off.